Well, thank you, Pastor Mark. It's always good to be here. We always love being at, at Port View. It's such an honor. And um, yeah, just really in, enjoy it. It's just been so fun and to see everything just grow and change and all the things going on. So thank you so much for having us again. We really appreciate it and your partnership and, and just fellowship with us. And we got connected with your church through Pete and Doris. So uh, many, many years ago, we pastored in Florida, and Pete and Doris would come and come to our church when they were in Florida, and just just love them and their whole family so much. And who's that sitting next to you, Pete? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so it's so good to see all you guys, gotten to know Pete's family so well. And so, at any rate, it's great to be here. Uh, I think we've got a picture up. Yeah, that's Carol. She didn't want to talk today, so she's there. So wave, Carol. So, And I... Uh, you can go to the first slide, and just wanted to share a scripture with you and a little bit about Morocco, where we've been serving. Um, the scriptures from the Psalm, Psalm 2.8, and he says, Ask of me, and I will surely give the nations as your inheritance, and the very ends of the earth as your possessions. And, you know, I just really want to say thank you so much for partnering with us for so many years. We've been serving, we served in Morocco 18 years on the field for 20 years total, and God was so good to us. Morocco's a nation of 38 million people, almost 100% Muslim, about 1% Jewish, but just a really, really needy land, and we are thankful to be able to be there and that you partnered with us and helped us, and you've always been partnering with us from the very beginning, and we've been in your church almost every year sharing about that, and as Pastor Mark shared, sending our daughter to camp, so it's not just, you know, giving some money, but I know you guys have prayed for us, you've cared for, you know, our daughter, and you've just been so special to us, and even now we just feel like we're home, so again, just a big, big thank you to you. Oh, the stockings too, we did stocking projects every year at Christmas, giving out stockings to hundreds of people, and you guys sewed stockings and did so much, so... At any rate, love this scripture, ask of me, I'll give you the nations, the ends of the earth, amen. And so we do need to keep praying for the nations. We do need to keep being concerned. So good to see you have uh, Pastor uh, Paul here and coming as an icy pastor from Eurasia also. And so, so glad uh, to see that and that you guys would keep your hearts focused on the nations. And so about 23 years ago, we prayed this prayer and asked the Lord for a nation and he called us to the nation of Morocco, and we spent about two years preparing, and we spent two years in France, and then 18 years on the field, and it's been a long journey, and I can tell you this, that Morocco has changed because we went, and when I say we, I'm not talking me and Carol, I mean we, we at Port View and other partners, we went, and we went there and did good work. Uh, raising up international churches, starting national churches, giving out thousands of Arabic Bibles, and we won't know what that means till eternity, you know, but Pastor Mark, in eternity, we're going to have a big party <laughs> with a bunch of Moroccans and, and also through the international church, Nigerians and Liberians and all kinds of folks, and so it's going to be fun to see all that the Lord did do. You can go to the next slide. We went there. We can't go there as a missionary. We went there as an international church pastor to the largest city, city of Casablanca, about 6 million people. And we took a little bitty church, about 20 people, but the Lord blessed. It grew to 200. From that, we started two other churches. You can go to the next slide. We ch started a church in Tangier and one in Marrakesh, and we've set things up to start a fourth church. In uh, 2014, you can go to the next slide, we launched... Uh, Oh, that's not the next slide. Oh, well. <laughs> that's our team in Morocco. Go to the next, next slide, maybe. There we go. Uh, we've, we uh, started the Assemblies of God of Morocco, 
and uh, they are doing well. This is, when we talk about the international church, those are all foreigners. Our church service is very much like yours, but this is house churches. So at the peak, I don't know where we're at today, but at the peak, we're at 65 house churches of Muslims who'd given their lives to Christ and coming together in homes to meet together uh, to grow in the Lord. And so we've uh, started several projects also and left those in the hands of of our missionaries and with the the national church. And so the big announcement Pastor Mark's talking about is that we're retiring this year. We retired as of March 31st officially. And so after... I don't know, it's been a year and a half ago, I guess we started praying about that, feeling like our time in Morocco was coming to an end. We just sensed, uh, yeah, we'd done what we were supposed to do. Um, I remember my area director had come, we got a new area director, and he's asking me, what had we done, what are we doing, what are we going to do? And as I kind of rehearsed that with him, I was like, hmm, I think I did what I was supposed to do. (laughs) Why am I still here? So we began praying about that and uh, sensed the Lord leading us home. Uh, We didn't sense the Lord leading us to another nation or another ministry at that time. So we just said, you know, we're going to head home. So, uh, yeah, so that's what we did. We retired. We told the Assemblies of God we want to retire. And they said, fine. They asked us to stay on until March 31st of this year, which we did to help transition the church through that change. Uh, They've done very well. You can go back to the previous slide. I think that was the one I wanted to show. Sorry, I put those out of order, but we left behind a team. This is just some of the people in the church, but also some of our pastors. So it was about a team of 20 people who are working in the church. Um, And this is what an international church looks like. So it's people from all different nations and backgrounds who happen to be in the country as workers or students or missionaries, whatever it might be. And so we left that in good hands and it's transitioning well. So praise the Lord. So for us, what's next? You can go to the the next slide, the next, next slide, whatever it was. There we go. And uh, we've started working in Georgia with uh, teenage girls that are in foster care. So we're serving at a group home, and we're kind of full-time, part-time. We work there one week on, one week off, but when we're there for one week, we're there the whole week. So we get them up in the morning and send them off to school and receive them when they come home and cook dinner for them and put them to bed and... Now it's summertime, we're taking them on outings. This was a Chick-fil-A tour, so uh, we have nine teenage girls right now that we're caring for, and so it's been an uh, exciting time. So it's, it's about 90% good and about 10% horrible. It's, <laughs> yeah, overall the girls are real good, and, but you know, nine teenage girls, uh, they're from 12 to 20. We got two college kids in the home right now, so it's, it's a handful. It's like, why... We already raised our kids. Why are we doing this? (laughs) But it's where the Lord led us, but that also is going to come to an end soon. You can go to the next slide because our youngest daughter just told us she is pregnant. And so um, she's, yeah, thank you. So we're going to be moving into the grandma-grandpa. And so looking... Looking forward, yeah. So we're looking forward to that. But she lives in Illinois, so we've already told the home... Uh, listen, begin looking for someone else because with a week off, it's just not enough for us to get up to Illinois and spend some time with her. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to keep serving at that home in some capacity, but right now we're just looking forward to that. She's expecting in January, so we will be up in Illinois a lot next year, and we'll come up and visit you some when we're, when we're there. Um, 
Yeah, let me just share our other two kids, too. We have three daughters. So our middle daughter, Rebecca, is married to Paul, a pilot, and he's with Endeavor, and they live in Fayetteville, Georgia, near where we're staying in Georgia, and so we get to see them often. And then our oldest daughter, uh, Rachel, she's a nurse, but, you know, COVID just burned her out. Uh, she volunteered when the whole thing hit. She put on the hazmat suit. <laughs> and at her hospital, they wouldn't even let people come in the hospital who had COVID. So they sent tents up in the parking lot. <laughs> so she was out in the parking lot in the hazmat suit. And then she became a travel nurse and she was burned out. But as you can see, she loves dogs. And so her and her husband and another couple that are friends, they're moving to Texas this summer and they're starting a kennel and a dog training center. And so. So we're going to be in Texas a little bit too. Yeehaw. I need a, <laughs> I need a cowboy hat. I don't know. But anyway, 2024 is going to be very exciting. So Texas and baby and who knows what. Well, let's get into the word today. Can we? Will you stand with me? And go to my first slide there, Genesis 8.22. And it says, while the earth remains. Is the earth still here? Amen. We sometimes worry about everything going on in the earth, don't we? Oh, no, look at this. Look at that. While the earth remains, as long as it's here, listen, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night, they shall not cease. We can rest assured God is still in control. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thank you today for time with Portview again. Lord, just a special church in my heart, and I know a special church to you, Lord, and so thank you for them, and just pray your biggest blessing on Pastor Mark and all the staff and all the church, that you continue to bless them and guide them and lead them for the ministry you have for them in this city and really throughout the whole world. Thank you for their generosity, their kindness, their heart, and we just pray your continual blessing upon them. Thank you for this word this morning, and we just pray you would anoint me and anoint our ears to hear and our hearts to receive. Bless the preaching of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. Uh, Next slide. Title of my message today is just simply Seasons of Life. And I want to talk to you about the seasons of life, um, how that uh, is for you. You know, I had another scripture that was on my heart, and I was preparing. I just felt the Lord directing me to shift to this subject, and I felt it was a little bit, in a sense, selfish, right? I'm going through these season changes, um, but that is what we minister out of also, is who we are and, and things, but at any rate, today's sermon is not about me, it's about you, amen, and what God's doing in you. So I want you to think about you this morning and the seasons of life and what transitions are happening in you, and even if they're not, how to be ready for those that are coming. Um, in our lives, we have, you know, change take place all the time, and you may be one of those who's in a a stable place right now, and you may be like, I'm not going through, you know, new seasons or whatever, and that's fine, but listen, seasons change, amen? Uh, It's going to change, and even if you're in a good place, it's kind of a warning, (laughs) things change, amen? If you're in a bad place, it's encouragement, don't worry, things change, and so know that there are those changes, and so rest in a sense, in that. And so whether you're expecting a new season or not, a new season's coming in the natural. Uh, we know the seasons just come. They don't check in with you and say, hey, are you ready for winter? You know, we'd all say no. <laughs> just let's stay in summer, right? <laughs> but it's going to show up. And so in life, sickness doesn't check in with us. Job layoffs, 
rarely warn us. Car accidents aren't scheduled. Things just show up in our lives, don't they? Seasons just change sometimes like that. At the same time, often we do have warning signs that there are seasonal changes coming. The weather begins to change. It's the little picture there, right? We have the trees are green, then they change color. We notice the temperatures change. And in our lives, we notice seasons change. We start to get a little bit older. We get to get a little bit gray, huh, brother? (laughs) Or it just starts to go all together. (laughs) But we have these little warning signs that things are changing. Things are not the same. And so we need to take notice of those changes. You know, I was telling Pastor Mark this morning, you know, I had really expected my whole life to serve in Morocco till I was 70. But seasons change, amen? Things begin to happen. And so we do have some warning signs. So this morning, I just want to ask you a couple questions. First question uh, is, what season of life are you in? If I was to ask you that this morning, hey, Pastor Mark, or whatever your name is, hey, what season of life are you in? Could you define it? Could you define it in a, in a short way? Not, not paragraphs, but just in one or two sentences. What season of life are you in? Are you, in a, are you young? Are you in a dating season? Are you newly married? Brett, are you newly parent? <laughs> right? What's the season that you're in? How do you define that? And, you know, we may have many seasons going on and kind of overlapping, but what's the big one? What's the big focus? New career. Are you still in school in a season of preparation? Are you facing a difficulty? You've just got some sickness that you just can't find an answer for. Maybe you're having a loss or in a season of grieving. Maybe a change of purpose like myself in retirement, trying to find what the Lord has next in our lives. So whatever season you're in, I want to encourage you this morning to give that some thought and try and define that. What is that? What do I call that? Maybe you're in a dry season. It just seems like there is no season. There's nothing exciting to you. I remember in my life, there's kind of a grinding season, right? And it doesn't feel like a season. It feels like I'm just doing the same thing over and over and over. But you can define that as grinding, right? I'm trying to move ahead and you get to a place where then hopefully you can, you get past that. And so number two, what season of life are you moving into? So sometimes we get so focused in the season we're in, especially if it's tough, like we're in that grinding season or we're in that season of suffering or grieving or a new baby, 18 years is a long time. <laughs> and let me tell you, if they've told you 18, they lied to you. It's about 26 now, 28 before they're independent. A new generation, it might be like 35 before they even move out of the house. I don't know. So we get stuck sometimes in the season we're in, and we can't look ahead, but I want to ask you all this morning, can you look ahead? What do you see changing in your life? What's the next season coming? Even if you feel this next season is way out, it's okay. You can begin to pre- uh, prepare for it. Amen? College is expensive. <laughs> Don't wait till she's 17, right? <laughs> begin preparing. So what's the next season? Look ahead. So, um, yeah, go to the next slide. What season are you in? How are you dealing with it? Are you thriving? Are you just surviving? You're just trying to get through it? Are you thriving? And what season of life are you moving into? 
And are you just going, yeah, that's the next season, or are you actually taking time to prepare for that, giving thought, prayer, and preparation to it? So this morning, my sermon is hopefully short. (laughs) But I just want to hit on six things uh, about seasons and just try and help you think through that in your own life. And again, what you're doing and where you're going. So number one, seasons are really both good and bad. So when you're in a great season, there's usually still some rough stuff in there. And when you're in a rough season, there's still some good stuff in there. Amen. So this is important because I think especially on the negative side, when we are in a tough season, we sometimes have a difficulty seeing the good that's all around us. And so I want to encourage those of you this morning that might be going through a real tough season. You've gotten some bad news or you're dealing with sickness or you're dealing with old age or you're dealing with, you know, lack of direction or you're just grinding, grinding, grinding. Listen, there's a lot of good stuff all around you. Amen. And so look around and see what those are and learn to keep rejoicing. Yeah, it might not take away the suffering, but keep rejoicing in all the good things that God has given you and brought into your life. Amen. The Bible says in all things give thanks. And so it doesn't say necessary to give thanks for all things, but in all things. So be thankful. Be appreciative of the good things that are happening. The next slide in Ecclesiastes 3.1, it says, Um, that there is an appointed time for everything, and there is a time for every event under heaven. In everything, there is a season, a time for every matter under heaven. And so uh, we might be entering into a wonderful season or a less pleasant one, but you know, God is with us in every season. Amen? Praise the Lord. And so, listen, again, your season, whether it is good or bad, it won't remain forever. And this is why we call it a season. It didn't come to stay. It came to pass. Amen? (laughs) That's what the Bible says. It came to pass. So a season is just a period of time. It may be days, weeks, months, even years, but it's still a period of time that will come to an end. And so no season lasts forever. And regardless if a season is good or bad, we must let God work in our lives. Amen? In that season, that which he desires to do. Um, you know, seasons, oh, you can go to number two. Seasons, not only they bring good and bad, but they also can have the tendency to overlap. And, you know, I notice that so much when I come up here to Wisconsin, right? It's like June, it's supposed to be hot, and all of a sudden you need a jacket. It's like, who needs a jacket in June? <laughs> But it's wonderful here in summer. I'm glad I'm not here in winter. Um, But the seasons do overlap. We can have snow one day and warm the next day. Um, And so it is in our lives. They can overlap. Something good can be going on. There can be change. We can have good news from a doctor and then bad news in the family, you know, whatever. And so we need to remember um, that there are different seasons in our life and just to allow God to work that which he wants to do in each of us. Amen? So what's God working in your life in those seasons and in those overlap times? Go to number three. This is a hard one for us to accept, but we cannot control the seasons. This is part of our American culture. It's part of kind of who we are just as humans too, is we want to control things. Can you say amen? (laughs) I got three amens. (laughs) Rest of you just feel guilty. Say, oh me, right? (laughs) 
We want to control things. We want to control everything. We're all control freaks. It's kind of funny when we point somebody else. That person's a control freak. Yeah, so are you. I mean, we all are. (laughs) It's a problem we have. We want other people to do the things we do. Uh, I see Mark. Mark, can I share with them what you said yesterday about your business? Yeah. (laughs) So he's recently sold his business and has a new president, and I was having a meeting with him. It's like, why don't he do things the way I want him to do them, right? (laughs) And we want to control things. But as Christians, we sang it this morning. What are we supposed to do? Lord, you can have my heart. Amen. Lord, you can have my life. I don't have to be in control. Amen. Amen? That's so hard for us. Listen, that's a put it on the altar kind of thing. That's so hard for everyone in this room. Be honest with yourself and with the Lord today. Put it on the altar. Lord, you really can have everything. I don't have to be in control. And if, it's a, and if it really is a problem for you, be praying that. Lord, help me not try and control these things. Well, listen, you can't control the seasons. And all you have to do is look at our weather to know you, you can't control it. The weather's going to change whether you like it or not. And here's the thing we do. We like to live in denial. Like, it's not going to change. And so we keep going with this old season when it's past and God has something completely new for us. You see, we could have stayed in Morocco. We could have said, look, we got great churches and great support and there's plenty of money and everything's going fine and there's churches and I can preach and I could have just stayed there and kept going. But the season was coming to an end. Amen? Amen? I could have done that. We do that all the time and we live in denial. And I see it in other people and we say it all the time. We didn't want to be that kind of person that's just going through the motions because that's like the label over my life. I'm pastor, I'm missionary, and, and, and just do it because that's what I'm supposed to do when that's not what God's asking me to do. So yeah, we can try and control it. But listen what that looks like. Winter's coming and you're still wearing your bikini. That's what that looks like. It's snowing outside, but I'm pretending it's summer. It doesn't work. Amen? When it's time for the new season, it's time for the new season. You can't control it. You can't grunt it out. You can't pray it out. And so say to God, have your way, have your will in my life in this season. I'll tell you, coming home, it is scary. We're going to tell all of our supporters we're retiring, stop sending support. We don't have a job. (laughs) There are some scary things, but you just go, God, we know you have this. It's the next season. You have something for us. Amen. All right, let's keep moving. Number four, if we don't prepare, new seasons bring confusion. So here's the thing. If you don't look forward... And you're just striving, striving, striving in your current season. And that season ends and a new season's coming. You don't know how to behave in that new season. It's winter. You haven't bought the winter coat. You don't know how to behave. It brings confusion. You don't know what's going on. I can't tell you in my life how many times a middle-aged lady's having a birthday. Oh, happy birthday. How old are you? And what does she say? 29. Ladies, that brings confusion. You know what they do? They're not rejoicing you're 29. They're going, wow, she has had a rough life. (laughs) Please quit doing that. Know the season you're in. Amen? Own it. Embrace it. Listen, if you're 40, be your best 40. 
Hallelujah. There's nothing wrong with being 40. If you're 80, be your best 80. My mom this year turned 86. She still lives on her own. She still volunteers at the hospital. She gets compliments every week, you know, how good she looks. She doesn't go around saying, I'm 29. (laughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) Otherwise, they'd be like, no, you don't look so good. (laughs) But when she tells people she's 86, they're like, wow, really? You look great. So if you're going to lie about your age, go higher, not lower. (laughs) How old are you? 75. Whoa, you look great. But listen, new seasons, if you don't prepare for it, it's going to bring confusion. So if you're entering a new season, even if you're not, don't feel like it, look ahead. Pray about it. What's coming, Lord? How do I prepare? How do I get ready for what you have for me next? So that I can embrace it, so that I can kill it, so that I can, you know, really thrive in the next season and I'm not in confusion. If you act like you're 16 and you're 30, Stop. Don't do that. Amen? Embrace it. Grow in maturity. Amen? Mark, I see your kids here. So, guys, yeah, as you're growing up, one of the trends, you know, and, and I know because I have, you know, children a little older than you guys, but that trend is like how long can I keep acting like a teenager? <laughs> right? Don't do it. Grow up. Be who you are. Embrace the season you're in. All right, number five. Got to come to an end here shortly. God has a purpose in every season. This is so key. Sometimes you think your season is just painful. It's just horrible. I hate this job or I'm sick or I'm suffering some kind of loss. Listen, no matter how horrible, how painful it is, God is working in your life. Amen? If you let him. God is working through those horrible things. So... God has purpose in every season. Go to the next slide, our scripture, Romans 8.28. You guys know all this by heart, but it's always good to see this word. We know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. I know you know this, but look at that scripture and look at it closely and know that it does not say all things are good. It does not say that. It says God will take all things. So no matter what you're going through today, no matter how horrible it is, if you will just give it to God, he works all things together for good. You might say, boy, you don't know what I'm going through, Pastor Chris. That's not possible. With our God, all things are possible. Amen? And you just got to lay it on the altar and say, God, this is horrible and I hate it, but I give it to you. And he is able to work it for good in your life. So don't forget, God has purpose in everything that's going on in your life, even those horrible things. When things are good, we have that tendency to relax and sometimes that tendency to drift. Be cautious in your life when all goes well. It's not that I want to, you know, preach a, a message that says, you know, bad things are coming, but the reality of life is seasons change and don't drift away from God when all is going well. Amen? So if you're sitting here today and go, yeah, would you quit preaching because I got a party planned today and my life's great and I don't need to hear all that, you need to hear it. Amen? Don't drift. Stay on point with Jesus. Follow hard after him 
And no, because everything's not always going to stay that way, and you want to be close to Jesus in every season. Well, uh, before we get to number six, just real quick, the five seasons bring both good and bad. Seasons do overlap. You can't control the seasons. If we don't prepare, the new season's going to be confusing to you, and God has a purpose in every season, and I think number six may be the most important one, so get this, write it down, uh, but go to the next slide, number six. What I sow in one season, I'll reap in another season. So every season that you're in is a preparation for the next season. And so if you're not preparing, if you're not sowing, if you're not getting ready, the next season not only will bring confusion, but you just simply won't prosper and won't be in the place God wants you to be in during that season. Um, Be aware that a new season is coming and that God tells you to prepare 159 times. Go to the next slide. In the Bible, it says prepare. 159 times you think God wants you to be prepared. Next slide. We could go to those 159. We're going to read just one. (laughs) Proverbs 6, it says, Go to the ant, O slugger. Consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief officer or ruler, she prepares her food in the summer and gathers her sustenance in harvest. She prepares her food in the summer. Why? Because another season's coming when there's going to be no food, and she's going to be ready. Amen? The ant prepares in one season, so it thrives in the next. And so the Bible tells us, go, learn from the ant. Oh, one more scripture, Galatians 6, 9. Love this verse too. Let us not grow weary in doing good, in preparing. For in due season, we will reap if we don't lose heart, don't faint. And so don't grow weary. Don't get tired of preparing. Say, man, I've prepared and prepared and prepared. When's the season coming? When's the kids moving out of the house? Whatever it is, right? I've prepared. prepared. Don't worry. The new season's coming. Amen? It's coming. Keep preparing. Stay faithful. Well, I'm going to close here in just a minute. One last point is that there is a final season. Have you ever been watching a... You can go to the next slide. Have you ever been watching a TV series and they announce... It's the final season. And you go, fantastic. All my answers are, all my questions are going to be answered, right? There's going to be uh, Bob and Sally. Are they getting married, right? <laughs> Whatever it might be. Did any of you watch this series, it's Lost? Some of you? It was the most horrible series ever. <laughs> and the final season was even worse. You're like, okay, we're going to know what the scary smoke is. I still don't know what the scary smoke was. <laughs> it was horrible. But there's a final season. There's a final season for our lives, and there's a final season for this season that the earth is in, the season of grace that we're in. And so there's going to be a final season. We open with this verse in Genesis 8:22. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night, they shall not cease. But we will still have a final season. And humanity's coming to a final season in Matthew 24:44. He says, therefore, you also be ready, prepare, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. There is a final season coming. So if you're watching Fox News and complaining every day, (laughs) don't do it. There's a final season coming. God's in control. He knows. Amen? Well, let's close this morning. Would you stand with me and let's just take some time in prayer. And could someone come to the piano? 
And I want to invite you to the altar also if you feel like, man, I am just in a horrible season or I'm in a great season or I'm moving to a new season, whatever it might be, and something struck your heart this morning and you just feel like you need to pray, would you come to the altar and let one of the pastors come and just lay their hand on you and pray with you about whatever the seasonal change or the seasonal struggle you're going through? Hallelujah. This morning as we close, I just ask you, are you ready? Are you ready for that final season? Have you given your life to Jesus? Are you ready for the next season in your life that's coming? Are you preparing? Take it to heart this morning. Take some time and pray right now and give it to the Lord. Lord, we thank you for this morning and this time together. And Lord, we look forward eagerly, really, Lord, for that next season when you would return and call us home. Lord, the things of the earth are troubling to us. But Lord, we look to you. We know ultimately you're in control, that none of it takes you by surprise, and that you have a final season prepared. And that, Lord, we, at the end, we won't be lost like lost, but Lord, we'll, we'll know and we'll be with you. And so we look for your coming. So now, Lord, as we take a moment and pray, would you hear the cry of our heart? Would you minister to us? Those who are suffering, would you lead them through that season with confidence? that you're still with them, and that you have a plan even for all the pain and the heartache and the difficulties that they're going through. For those in good seasons, Lord, would you help them continue to strive to serve you and follow you and be prepared for what might be coming next. And Lord, would you help all of us just to look ahead so that the new season doesn't take us by surprise. Jokingly, we said, Lord, so we're not in our bathing suit in winter, that we know that when the new season comes, we're ready to thrive in that new environment, in that new calling, that new plan you have for us. Bless this morning, each one. Guide each one, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.